Hello, friends. My name is Marcy Youngster, and you are listening to the Catholic Whisperer Podcast. This channel will be about discussing how to live your faith, love your family, and create a life of fulfillment by becoming your very best and helping everyone in your path. And welcome, 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 friends. I'm so glad you're tuning in. Today, I'm going to discuss something quite unique. I have a question first. Would you like to know some of the things that you could do to help you fall in love with Jesus? Now, you might not realize it, based on how you've been raised or how people have talked to you, but Jesus is already passionately in love with your soul. And he's actually just waiting for you to notice him and to discover him for yourself. Now, you might not think of Jesus as being someone who would be in love with your soul. But in sacred scripture, he compares himself to being the heavenly bridegroom, and we, the church, are his bride. So today, I have 12 points, 12 tips, 12 ideas comparing Jesus to a, an earthly bridegroom and what we can do to help us fall in love with him. So let's say you're on the dating scene, you don't have a boyfriend, and you have friends that know you're looking for someone who will worship the ground you walk on, who will treat you like a princess, who will love you with all of his heart and soul. He will fly to the moon and back for you, and he will give you everything that he can give you to let you know how cherished you are. So with that impression in your mind right now, my first point to help you fall in love with Jesus, and it's something that you would need to do if you were to meet an earthly bridegroom, is number one, you need to notice him. And you want to pay attention to what other friends tell you about him. Isn't that how many times a young woman would discover a man to date? First of all, she has to notice him. Now, I'm going to be talking, assuming that you already know who Jesus is. He's the Son of God. He came to this world to die on the cross for us, to open the gates of heaven for us. So in order to fall in love with Jesus, first of all, of course, you have to see him for the first time. I'm assuming you already know about him. So in a sense, you've already seen him. You've noticed him. Uh, you've noticed that other people talk about him in the history books, etc. Perhaps you've grown up going to church. But it's important that you see him because Face it, you cannot love what you don't see or notice. So you need to really pay attention. What stories, miracles, healings, etc. have you heard about? What, what personal testimonies have friends shared with you about him? What paintings or statues have you seen? What did they show or indicate? Uh, you might see a statue of Jesus pointing to his heart. What is that trying to tell you? Visit a Catholic church and notice the surroundings. 
This is his house on earth after all. Point number two, you want to be curious. You want to try to find out more about him. Ways of doing that, of course, you can read the Bible and focus on the Gospels. I especially like the Gospels where they have all of the words of Jesus written in red, so I can go straight to the actual words. You can read books about him. You can go, as I said a moment ago, to his house, any Catholic church, and you can research facts about him on websites and on reliable sources. Now, as you're doing these things, pay close attention to what you're feeling when you see images of him, when you read his words, when you stop to really think that he actually willingly suffered death for you. He actually died for you. Just like in an earthly relationship, notice if you're feeling any kind of attraction for him. Do you feel gratitude? Do you feel sorrow? Do you feel peace? Do you feel loved? Do you feel a curiosity to learn more? The next step is to think about him and what he said and did. Read about his life, where he traveled, read about the miracles that he performed, and you can think about all of the people that he healed. You know, there isn't a single case recorded in the Gospels of a person requesting that Jesus heal them, that he did not heal them. Another thing you can do is look into the titles that describe him. I have a list here that I wrote down. The Good Shepherd, He's God, He's Lord, He's the Son of God, Son of Man, the Christ, the Bread of Life, the Light of the World, the Gate for the Sheep, the Resurrection and the Life, the Way, the Truth, and the Life, the True Vine, the Lamb of God, the Mediator between God and Man, the Savior, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. So the next thing I would encourage you to do would be to ponder his words very thoughtfully and personally as though they were said directly to you. Find a New Testament where only his words are printed in red so you can go straight to the words. Pick one or two of them and simply meditate about them. What about them resonates with you? What stirs your heart? Do you hear any whispers in your heart or mind? Do you see anything in your inner mind, like like an inner vision or movie? Can you picture it happening? Can you feel the words reverberating in your heart? Now, this might not happen immediately. It might only happen after a period of time. But notice how your body's feeling. Notice, are any tears welling up in your eyes? Do you, feel, do you feel like your heart is opening, that something is moving within you? Next, notice how he tries to get your attention. Just like in this world, a man trying to get the attention of a woman. Think of Jesus as the divine bridegroom and look at the things in your life. See what things stand out to you that might bring you to feelings of awe. So like, are there any serendipities or synchronicities in your life that seem like signs or tiny miracles? Have people been extra kind to you like strangers and you're like blown away that connecting the dots, you're just amazed that 
this happened or that person came up to you, etc.? Have you prayed for something and received an answer that amazed you? Next, recognize all of his gifts and presence to you. Make a list of your blessings. What good instincts, qualities, and gifts were you born with? What things did you receive in your heart and soul that you know kind of make you stand out and you feel different from others? What things are you praised for? Why do people admire you? What things do you love to do that just come naturally to you that don't seem to come naturally to others? Are you pretty, handsome, intelligent, creative, fun-loving, spiritual, friendly, good-hearted? All of these are gifts you know. Do you have good parents? Do you have siblings that you're close to? Grandparents that have doted on you? Do you have friends that have been in your life for years? Do you have a nice home, a car, a good job? Do you have a pet that you love? How do you feel when you think about Jesus? Do you feel loved? Do you feel peaceful, joy, happy, serene? Do you ever feel heavenly inspirations? Now, heavenly thoughts and desires can be an indication of grace moving within you. The desire to be good, to do good, to love what is good, to help others to be good, to be loving and grateful. All of those things are very probably moments of heavenly grace that are given to you. They're gifts. So you can see now that Jesus has taken care of you in lots of little ways, and perhaps you've taken them for granted, as many of us do. Just realize He had no obligation to bless you with all of the things you've been blessed with. Now, what is the chemistry between you and him? Now, I know it's not like a a human relationship, but when I say chemistry, I mean, what kind of relationship do you have so far? Is it tender? Is it intimate? Or is it just like a good friend? Is it like a bride with her heavenly groom? Is it like a romance where you realize you are being wooed and sought after and that you remember you are actually rescued? Do you desire to talk with him? Do you have a thirst for prayer? If you do, that is a real sign of the Holy Spirit in work in you. Finally, talk with him. Listen. Any moment you choose, it's your personal opportunity to have a personal audience with him. Prayer is just like breathing. You talk, but you also listen. You share your heart honestly. You share your wounds, what hurts you, how you feel, where you struggle, what you need. Tell him what you're sorry about. Ask him questions. Talk to him about the people in your life, who you care about and how you want him to help them and bless them. Ask him for whatever your heart is crying for. He loves to hear your voice, you know. And just like in a regular human relationship, you need to accept his invitation to court you. Jesus wants a divine love affair with your soul. He wants you to fall in love with him. So a nice place to start in sacred scripture, would be to go to the book, the section called Song of Songs in the Old Testament. 
those prayers are absolutely beautiful. What little prayers, attentions, and gifts can you give to Jesus? Now, all of the things that I have been sharing thus far are practical things that you're basically doing. But as you know, the real magic of a love affair is something that you don't manufacture. It just is. It shows up. And for a really solid relationship to grow, you need to spend quality time with a person, right? So if you would like to get close to Jesus, realize you need to make him a priority. You need to spend quality time with him. So how can you do that? I suggest don't just take fragments of time, even though it's a beautiful practice to whisper little prayers as you go about your day. But just imagine if you have a husband and all you do is say little things to him throughout the day. At a certain point, he's going to want you to sit down and simply be with him and talk with him about things that are important to you. Quality time. The same thing goes for a relationship with Jesus. We need to give him quality time. Maybe call it quality date time. Have a date night each week where you spend a holy hour with him. Have a period of time in the morning when, say, for 10 minutes you sit in a chair and you put on some beautiful music. You close your eyes and you just ask Jesus to come and talk with you. And you simply listen. You listen to the music. You listen to your breathing. You listen to your heart. And you wait and see if you don't start to experience some tender feelings of grace starting to move your soul. You might notice tears welling up in your eyes. You might notice that you have wounds, things that are bothering you, that come to your mind. These are perfect opportunities for you to have a little visitation with Jesus, to get really close with Him and intimately speak with Him about the things that are pressing on your heart. A very beautiful thing you can do is to spend an hour in prayer like this. The origin of this comes from the time when Jesus was uh, in the Garden of Olives, the night he was arrested before he was put to death. And he lovingly complained to the apostles who kept falling asleep. What? Could you not watch one hour with me? So from that historical event in sacred scripture, many Catholics love to do what is called a holy hour and to spend an hour alone with Jesus, either in their home or in a church or in a quiet, secluded place. Going to Holy Mass, being present there in the actual presence of Jesus is a supreme way of getting closer to Him. Other things you can do, of course, would be to read sacred scripture to go on long, peaceful walks, to journal, to sing praise and worship songs, to pray the rosary, make the way of the cross, and go to benediction. You might notice that on this podcast, I'm sharing things that you might think are very, very basic. But the reality is, in a relationship, it's created, a relationship is created from lots of little moments all woven together. The different customs and habits that we as Catholics have 
religious practices, mindsets, prayers, religious customs are all a framework. But the real important thing to remember is it's all about a relationship. It's about the most tender, intimate, profound, soul-stirring, life-shaking relationship with Jesus, your heart to his heart. When we remember that he died on the cross for each one of us, and that had you been the only person that God had ever created, your soul is so valuable, is so precious, is so delicious to Jesus that he would have died on the cross if only for you. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around these things. I know that. We live in a very materialistic world, and it's hard at times to separate ourselves, to lift ourselves from all of the cares and the pressures and the problems and the worldly mindsets that are all around us. But we must, must, must find a way to discover Jesus. He has been waiting for you your entire life. He has been waiting for me my entire life. And every single day is a brand new day for us to open our eyes and to decide, this is going to be the best day of my life. This is going to be the best day where I pay attention. I pay attention to all of the little moments, the little situations that arise. I look for the mysterious fingerprint of Jesus in my life. I listen for the little whispers. I look for the circumstances where he is letting me know he is with me. We can foster a tender relationship with Jesus by whispering little prayers as we work in our kitchen, as we clean our houses, as we drive our cars, as we pick up our children, as we do errands, no matter what we're doing, like lighting little twigs, little straws to start a roaring fire in our fireplace, these little prayers foster intimacy with Jesus. It can be as simple as when you're stirring some soup, Jesus, I love you. Help me to love you more. As you're going to pick up your children from school, oh my Jesus, keep me safe. Help me be the best mother to these children, help me to protect them, and I entrust them to your care. Just little conversations strewn throughout your day can go a long way, and I know they will please Jesus. They will all keep the fire alive in your heart. Finally, one of the best ways to help your soul fall in love with Jesus is to ask him to help you. Jesus, Jesus, help me to love you. A prayer my mother always taught us to say when I was a child was, um, O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. And most sacred heart of Jesus, I implore that I may ever love thee more and more. Find little prayers like these or find little scriptures that really speak to your heart. Write them down or put them in your notes on your phone and make it a practice every morning to read to yourself while you're alone the simple little sayings or prayers that open your heart, that bring you to the place of tenderness. 
to the place where you know Jesus is right there and he's waiting for you to give your yes, to give him your assent, that you're ready to go further in your relationship with him. My friends, I'm going to stop here. Let me know if I can help you in any way. Until next time, I'm Marcy Youngster. Please pray for me as I pray for you and stay tuned for my next episode. God bless you. So my friends, we've come to the end of today's broadcast. I invite you to subscribe and share the Catholic Whisperer podcast with all of your friends. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram as the Catholic Whisperer. Until next time, together, let us live our faith, love our faith, learn our faith, spread our faith, and be our faith. I'm Marcy Youngster. Until next time, God bless you and everyone you love.